0: you're tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now all right black and white sports supporters we're going to talk about the cleveland browns today of course halloween day and it's also trade deadline day happy halloween happy happy you didn't get a backup quarterback that's competent, Dave, for the Cleveland Browns. My God, they were chasing Jacoby Brissett. My question was, well, if you knew Washington wanted such a high price, there were a couple of guys you could have pivoted to. It's a couple of guys I can't figure out why a lot of teams didn't pivot to. That we will take a quick look at, and we'll also look at Kevin Stefanski's very. How do how do I put this? Uh. With some elegant, I can't, no elegance to hell with it. Shitty play calling the other day that ended up blowing that game against the Seahawks. And you had a really good opportunity to beat the Seahawks in Seattle. I've said before, Cleveland Browns got a good overall team, a real good overall team. Peoples Jones got traded. I'm not, I'm not spending no time on a guy that went to the Lions for a sixth. Uh, let's get to Jacoby Brissett. And then we're going to look at a couple of other options they might have taken a run at. I, I, I absolutely think, look, maybe you think Watson is coming back and he's going to be healthy. But you've got a Super Bowl-like roster here. I feel like Andrew Barry owed this fan base. I mean, look, you, you screwed up with Watson to begin with. You owe the fan base something to get a competent quarterback in there. Okay, I mean, P.J. Walker right now, you know, and I like P.J. He seems like a nice guy, but 55% completion for his career. He's under 50%. All right, you guys have talked, uh, we've talked about how important it is to have a a strong completion percentage in today's NFL. 50% ain't going to do it. You've got to get another quarterback on the roster. And Joshua Dobbs was out there. I mean, I think the Vikings paid a sixth for him. I, I I'm, I'm floored that the Browns did not do more to try to solidify this position. And I understand the commanders uh, were hanging on to Jacoby Brissett. They were asking a ridiculous price. In case you're wondering, just down to the last minute kind of thing, J.P. Finley, who covers uh, the skins, Washington Redskins slash commanders, they'll be the skins to me. Cover the he covers them. This was just a few minutes ago, guys. Before I hit record, I I did another check. The offer from Cleveland for Brissett was a sixth. Look, the Browns wanted a third. I think they wanted a third for Jacoby Brissett. Question is I mean, if you think this team is good, what's a third round pick? I I guess. I, I understand. That's, that's a good pick. It is. But if you think this team is good, why not? Why not take a swing? I don't get it. Albert Breer said this. The commanders have taken calls on backup quarterback Jacoby Brissett, but the price has been prohibitive for other teams. They asked for a day two pick, which was going to be a second or a third. It's my understanding it's a third. We'll see if the price comes down with Josh Dobbs going for a late round pick. Uh, so they were they were asking for a ridiculous price. Mm, but you gotta you got a really damn good roster. And my question is, this guy, why didn't you call Houston about Case Keenum and send a send a fifth or a sixth over there to get Case Keenum? I mean, you need a guy that can complete passes 6two percent for his career completion percentage or how about a guy? that I actually think is a borderline starter, Davis Mills, 25 years old, 63.6% completion, 33 touchdowns in the last two years, and I can tell you that was with, with a much less talented Texans team than they've got right now, okay? I think Davis Mills, with the right team and the right system, he's an intriguing guy. And he would have been interesting, but Case Keenum would have been easy. He would have been easy because of the connection with Stefanski and Cleveland already. You know, he's got, he had games there, 10 games, with a couple of starts. Uh, You know, if you wanted to give up a sixth, Houston might have done that. But P.J. Walker is not working. This is not working. 49.5% completion, it's not working. Oh, it's not working. Let's get to this last Sunday. One day after the debacle, Kevin Stefanski was grilled again about the decision to have P.J. Walker hold, throw the ball, uh, the football, on third third and three from Cleveland's 41 with 2 four, 204 left to play. The Browns trying to hold on to a 2017 lead October 29th in Seattle. It goes on to talk about how Bad of a decision that was. Julian Love intercepted the deflected ball. The Seahawks turned the takeaway into a touchdown that gave Seattle a 24-20 victory. It was the third turnover of the game for Walker, who in three games with the Browns has completed fewer than half of his passes and thrown five interceptions. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That isn't working out as a backup. P.J. Walker, and I was hoping it would because I like P.J. Walker. He was a an XFL phenom, but it's not worked out. Stefanski didn't seem to take into account whom he was asking to make such a pressure throw in such a critical time. The run offense was working up to that point, but on thir- a third down play, play action was not used to freeze the defense f- temporarily. So, in other words... If you're at least going to throw the ball there, why not do a little PA, a little play action to try to get them to the bite to make the the uh, idea of success there go up? The, the, the percentage of success didn't happen. Quote, you take everything into account, do you? Are you sure? Stefanski said October 30th on Zoom, I think you take all of your players, certainly the quarterback, things that have been working throughout the game, run, pass, you name it, You try to take all those things into every decision, every factor, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you heard me say that. I mean, come on. Um, and, And, you know, he's saying the play call wasn't so much the issue as the decision. He threw it to Amari Cooper. It was covered by Devon Weatherspoon. Jerome Ford was wide open and easily could have had a first down, assuming he caught the ball. But Walker did not look in Ford's direction. Quote, I don't want to go into all the specifics, but you have options on that play, Stefanski said. But ultimately, it didn't work out how we would have hoped it would. It's, uh, I don't know. The Browns host the Cardinals. Stefanski had no update on the injury status of Deshaun Watson. I just would tell you he's continuing to come along, Stefanski said. We'll make those types of decisions later on in the week. Watson is dealing with the right rotator cuff strain that has kept him out the last four games with the exception of an ill-fated attempt to play in the first quarter against the Colts. Guys, this Brown season, they're 4-3. and three. Somehow they've come through this and they're 4-3. and three. But it's been a nightmare, and nobody knows if Watson can actually play. Nobody actually knows if he comes back, if this situation's getting any better with a really good team. It's a really good team. You know, that Seattle team, they're leading the West now. They're ahead of the 49ers. And I understand the 49ers have had a little, I mean, they could have just as easily beat the Browns, but that's not the point. That's how good this Browns team is. They've been in every game. Pretty much. And except for that Watson debacle against the Ravens, in fact, come to think of it, the I quit game, they've been in every game. I'm baffled. I'm baffled that the Browns did nothing in case Deshaun Watson can't come back and play at all this season, can't come back and play ever, or comes back and he's straight trash. You did nothing. No Case Keenum, no Davis Mills. No Joshua Dobbs. You could have got a guy right back that was on your roster. And you could have got a guy right back that was on your roster in Jacoby Brissett. In a lot of ways, there's a really good shot the Browns just punted on the season. I mean, the commanders certainly punted. But they weren't going anywhere. And even with those two good defensive players, Ron Rivera has, has failed Washington. And with these great defense, this great defensive line, they were 31st in the league in defense, Washington. And they just traded away two good players. I mean, I'm looking up at the screen. You know, Donovan Peoples Jones, that's your that's your trade out of town. Andrew Berry, boy. Uh why is he there? What is your purpose exactly? Question mark. Just wondering. Unbelievable. The Cleveland Browns, that look, great fans, got a good roster, put together a good roster. I like Stefanski, but you don't know if this Deshaun Watson thing has blown up in your face with this roster. You've got to put a quarterback that can at least be competitive, competent, somehow, some way out there on the field. I don't get it. I understand a lot of people were like, oh, a third, a third, who gives a rat's? Send a third to ha- sometimes there is so much value put on these NFL draft picks that as you get deeper in rounds, and this is the dirty secret, you know, only 50% of first rounders actually hit. And as you keep going later and later rounds, that percentage of success drops on whether or not a player even actually makes it in the league at all as a competent starter. So, yeah, a third-round pick, that's steep. Who cares? Is it steep? Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Blowing the whole season? That's steep. Wow. Tell me what you think, guys. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show.